wish Elevate was every night. Raise your hand. Hey, man, I wish it was every night, too. But, you know, it don't happen. But you could come once a week and make it feel like every night. Make it carry over into your lives. But here at Elevate, we do have a vision. And our vision is loving God and loving people. So who knows what loving God means? Oh, it's real quiet now. Do I get some music in the background? So it's not so quiet, so people don't feel, like, super awkward? No? No music? Okay, there's no music. Who knows what loving God means? Nobody. Shadi, you know what's love? Oh, we got the youngin. What's it mean? Following God. Amen, amen. Following God and more specifically worshiping God with passion and obeying his commands. And who knows what loving people means? Anybody, anybody. It's real quiet. It's going to get real awkward if y'all don't participate because I'm going to just be quiet. What is it, Elijah? Telling people about God. Preaching the gospel. Yes. There's another one. Okay, we got, okay, okay, okay. What's, you don't know the other one? What's the other one, Jojo? Help him out. Give him an assist. Uh, what? Helping times of need. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. He got it. Clap it up. Clap it up. That's my boy. That's my boy. And then we got a strategy, and our strategy is... Boom, connect, mentor, and send. So we're going to connect you through our life groups. We got the ambassadors. Oh, that, that was that was like super delayed. I think we got, do we got to do that again? Okay, we got the ambassadors. Okay, okay. And then we got, look at, look at TJ. Look at him. He's ready to stand up. And then we got the resistance. Oh, man, oh, man. I, I love the energy. All right, all right. And then we're going to mentor you through the 101, and then eventually when you graduate the 101, you're going to get into the 201, which is a discipleship-based class. It's going to be in a classroom setting, and you're going to graduate to become a deacon. All my deacons, make some noise. Amen, amen. And then we're going to send you out to make disciples that make disciples for the ultimate goal. No, wait, not the goal yet. I lied. Oh, I was right. The goal with 100,000 disciples with 50 churches in Chicago and 500 around the world. If you believe that, let me get a real loud amen. There you go. There you go. Y'all louder than the music. I like that. I like that. All right. Now we got some cool stuff. We got start a Christian club. Dang, they didn't even make noise. They're not excited about igniting their school for Jesus. It's okay. It's okay. Let's try that one more time. Let's try that one more time. Let's try that one more time. Starting Christian clubs. Okay, okay. Okay, you want to do that? Get connected with one of the leaders. I think Lawrence is in charge of that. I'm not sure. Somebody's in charge of that. You get to a leader. Yuli's in charge of that. So talk to Yuli. Get your school. Yuli and Lawrence. You know what? Listen, okay, I, I named both of you. That's all that matters. And then we got something else coming up. We got East Sunday. Who's excited about that? It's going to be like... Like, elevate on a Sunday. So it's like tonight, but like two nights in the future. So it's like some mind stuff that you don't even understand. But it's okay. September 25th, 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. So if you love elevate, you love coming out, you're going to want to make it out to that. It's going to be amazing. Some surprises I'm not going to mention. And then we got the See You at the Pole, which is Wednesday, September 28th. If you want to do this event, it's uh, you do it before yeah, yeah, real important. Make it real dramatic. <laughs> it's going to happen before school at what, 7 a.m.? Is it 7 a.m.? 7 a.m.? Am I right? Okay. Does it say it? 
It doesn't say 7 a.m. Look at you, pointing to the board. You ain't even right. Okay, so it's going to happen before school. So if you want to do that, it's a time of prayer before school. You know, sometimes one person go out, sometimes 100 people go out. But it's just uh, claiming the name over, of Jesus over your school, over, your, uh, over the whole student body, and just claiming Jesus in that place over the violence and everything that's going on. So if you want to get into that, then uh, talk to one of the leaders so we can get a leader to go out with you so you won't be alone, which is even better. We'll get excited. We'll get hyped. Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's right. So we want to see you at the pole, all right? And then we got our tithes and offerings, so can everybody stand to their feet? Who knows what a tithe is without looking? Oh, Josie. Okay. Let me get Josie up in here. 10% of your total income. Oh, she said that with authority. Okay. Okay. Who's going who's gonna to present the offerings now? Who got Lala? Oh, she's a little like half in the air. Like, I don't know if I want to do it. Whatever you offer to God after your tithe. Oh, my gosh. She got it right. That's amazing. Two for two. That's 100%. Those are odds that I like. And then we got a little example for you. Let's see if y'all get it right. What is 10% of a foot? No, not Yuli. Not JoJo. Not Brian. I want somebody. I want somebody who who is really confident and thinks they know. One foot of a foot. Elijah, what is it? What is it? A toe. Is it a toe? Is it is it a toe? Is it a toe? It's a toe. It's a toe. He got it right. I think Joby's ah JK is 1.2 inches. You're all wrong. Cause a foot is 12 inches, so 10% of that is 1.2. You know what? It's okay. Joby got the last laugh because y'all were wrong anyway. So it's okay. So right now what we're going to do is we're going to bow our heads and pray. Jesus, we come in your mighty name and we thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you for this beautiful day. Though it's raining, God, that you draw people near to your spirit, God, that you draw people into you to come to elevate and experience you and experience your heart, God. And I pray that the sermon would pierce everyone's heart and they would be able to learn who Jesus really is, and they would be able to go out and make a difference in their communities, that they would go into their schools and start Christian clubs and ignite their schools for Jesus, and they would be the evangelists and the pastors and the elders and the deacons of the future, God, that they would rise up and be mighty men and women of God. And I pray that you would bless the tithe, God, that it would go forth in your name and do great things for the ministry, God. And in your mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen. Praise God, man.
I am so excited today, man. It is not, I mean, I'm not preaching today, but I am excited because my other half is preaching today, right? Come on, somebody. Everybody give it up, right? Let me get a round of applause for my wife, the love of my life, Carmen Ramos. Come on! Woo! I'm just excited that nobody got a welcoming like that. Y'all didn't get no hugs and kisses over there, so, <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, don't, don't take my glory away from getting that hug, okay? What's up, Elevate? It's bright up here, and this is loud. This is super loud. It's kind of intimidating. All right. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hey. Okay. So um, last week, okay, how many of y'all had a good time last week? What was your favorite part? Popping bottles. Martinelli. What about you, Elijah? Uh, Did anybody like the water balloon fight? I got home, I wasn't even out there, and I got home, and my, my feet and my shoes were soaked. It was, it was not cool. It was not cool. Okay, so we got a little bit of a break last week. We had a little bit of a, a kick it time because it was the back-to-school e-lit, um, but we're getting right back into our series on Heroes of Faith, and I don't know about you guys, but I have been so blessed by this series, and it's just been um, challenging me in the area of faith, so I want to give you a very brief recap um, on the six heroes that we've talked about so far. So we've talked about Abel's faith that led to righteousness, Enoch's faith that led to pleasing God, Noah's faith that led to holy fear, Abraham's faith that led to obedience and sacrifice, Isaac's faith that led to vision, and then Joseph's faith that led to favor. Tonight we're going to talk about Moses. I'm excited because I got to really dive into um, some parts of the story of Moses that um, I've never really gotten into before, so I'm really excited about tonight and talking about his faith. Um, but before we get started, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come before you, Lord, and I thank you, God, for this opportunity to be up here, Lord God, and to be used by you tonight, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that the words that come forth, Lord Jesus, would be led by you, Father, that you would have your way tonight, that you would touch hearts, Lord God, and convict youth and leaders alike, Heavenly Father. Have your way, lead, and guide, Lord God, and um, I just thank you for this opportunity, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so who knows who Moses is? Nate, come up here. Come here. All right. I'll meet you halfway. Who is Moses? Come on. Moses is the one that split the Red Sea. Split the Red Sea. Does anybody know anything else about Moses? Elijah. What kind of child? He's a child of God. Well, yeah. He's a hero of the faith, so he would be. Last one, Jojo. His mom put him in the river. Oh, his mom put him in the river. Very good. All right. All right, so we're going to be, um, oh. <laughs> so, okay, we're going to be in Hebrews 11, 23 through 27. Can you actually put that up for me, Joby? All right. Okay, so Moses' faith led to courageousness, and that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about courageous faith, Okay. And I'm, while I'm waiting for Joby to bring that up, I'm going to go ahead and start reading in verse 23. Oh, there it is. If you have your Bibles, follow along. If not, it's right up there. It says, by faith, 
Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. Do you, know, do you all know what an edict is? No, okay. So they were not afraid of the king's order. Does anybody know what the order was at that time? Who said that? Killing, someone said what? Killing the babies, killing the firstborn. So right here in verse 23, it's talking about Moses' parents' faith, that they had so much faith that they hid him for three months because they weren't afraid of the order, okay? So verse 24 says, by faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who was invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. So right away you see in verse 23, Moses, you, you know about him parting the Red Sea, you know about him turning a staff into a snake, you know about all these things about Moses. But right here you see that the foundation that Moses came from was a foundation of faith. His parents in faith put him in a basket in the same river that they were drowning the babies in. The same river that these, these little boys were dying in, that's the same river because they trusted God they put their child in. And I don't know if you know the story, but little baskets floating around, little baby Moses in the, in the basket floating on the river. And who sees him in the river? Pharaoh's daughter. Pharaoh's daughter sees him. Now, Pharaoh's daughter couldn't have children. So she saw Moses in the basket, and she felt sorry for him. She had pity for him. But because she couldn't have any children, she obviously couldn't take care of the child. And you just couldn't go down the street to, like, Walmart and get formula, right? You had to nurse the baby. So she, she pulls Moses out of the basket. She's got little baby Moses in her hands. And who does she see walking by? Ma this, this is not a Q&A. Hold, hold, hold your answers right there. <laughs> she sees Miriam. Miriam was Moses' sister. So Moses' sister's like, Pharaoh's daughter, got my baby brother. Hey, you need somebody to nurse the baby? Do you need some help with that? I can go find somebody. And so Pharaoh's daughter's like, yeah, you know what? I do. Go find someone. So who does Miriam get? Her mom. She goes back and gets her mother. So not only does she release her child because she wants to save her child, but she gets Moses back, and she gets to nurse him, and she gets to raise him up. Because in the scriptures in Exodus, it says when he was grown, so years later after he was grown, he came back to Pharaoh's daughter. So not only did his mom get to raise him and, and, and nurse him and love on him, that's her baby, right? But Pharaoh's daughter paid her to do this, okay? Now, now you got to picture this, right? You're killing all these babies. Let me throw my son into the, in the basket in the river, and I'm getting him back, and you're going to pay me to take care of my child. That is what God does because she took a step of faith and she was courageous and she put Moses in that basket. God was like, here, you're going to raise your baby and you're going to get paid to do it. That is amazing. Like that, talk about courageous faith, right? That is, to me, that is awesome. You know, like I can't even imagine as a mother how she must have felt, you know, parting from her three-month-old baby, you know, how much faith that must have taken to know that God's got him and then to just get him right back and to be able to pour into him, love him and raise him with the traditions that she wanted to raise him with. So right there, Moses, faith. He was already having faith poured into his life at an infant, you know. Um, verse 24 says, by faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Um, 
During the years, after he had gone back to Pharaoh's daughter, he spent about 40 years being trained up in the way of the Egyptians. He was educated. He was pretty much made a prince of Egypt. He learned history, religion, the art of war. Um, he had riches. He had glory. He had prestige. Back then, Pharaoh was the most, um, the greatest ruler of the world. He had power, wealth, respect. Everybody knew who Pharaoh was. And Moses was basically a prince of Egypt. Although he hadn't been born into the family, because of the faith of his mom and because God provided a way, he had been adopted into this family, and, and so he had inherited all the wealth and all the riches and all the glory. Forty years of this, okay, and he excelled in everything that he did. But his courageous faith was demonstrated when he chose to reject the life that he had been given. Now, you've got to imagine, he knows that he comes from this people, right, because his mom was raising him, and he, he has that mindset in there. And then he goes through all these years of being a prince of Egypt, and because of the call God had on his life, he decided to display courageous faith and give it up. He gave up all the money, all the glory. He gave up everything because he was practicing that, that faith. Now, he was practicing um, walking in the faith that, you know, God had already had a calling on his life. And he, because he knew that, he decided to give it all up, everything, no questioning, nothing. He decided to say, you know what, that life of glory, the life of treasures, all that stuff I'm leaving behind. I'm sorry, I'm going to go on to the next verse really quick. Um, he chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Okay. Sorry, I'm a little frozen here, guys. Okay. So he was actually looking at the treasures of the world, and he realized that God had something greater for him. And he, walking in faith, said, you know what? Whatever God has for me is greater than all the treasures, all the money, all the glory, all the knowledge, and all the power that he had had. And he decided to go, and he, he was deciding to live a life of poverty, if you think about it, because he didn't come from a people who had prestige, had money. He didn't even come from a people who were their own people. His people were slaves. His people were the, the, the people that... The family that he was raised in was enslaving, and he decided to turn his back on that, and he decided to reject it. Um, one of the things that um, they talk about in here that I was actually, sorry, I'm touching on tonight is pleasures of sin. You guys got to bear with me. I'm not used to being in front of a group of people, so I get a little nervous. Um, thank you. <laughs> okay. Courageous faith helps us to look beyond what the world says is important, popularity, a title, now, you're looking at this, and you're probably like, well, you know what? I don't, I'm not a king of Egypt. I'm not a prince of Egypt. I don't have what Moses had, so it, this doesn't really apply to me. But a lot of times in this day and age, you know, we have a generation of youth that is holding on to something that's keeping them from moving in faith and being courageous. Whether you're holding on to a reputation, you're holding on to, man, I got this, you know, I got this girlfriend, and she's pretty fly, and, you know, I, I don't want to let her go. I don't want to let her go because all the guys want her, and so when they're... They're looking at me like, man, well, he's got that girl that all the guys want. I don't want to let go of that. So even though you have this pressing on your heart, you're, you're so afraid of letting that go, and you're afraid to walk and be courageous, and you're afraid to take those steps because you're looking at what is right in front of you. You're looking at it and saying, man, I can't see what God has, so I'm just looking at what's in front of me, and I'm going to hold on to it. If Moses would have done that, think about all the things that would not have happened. Moses was used to set his people free. At some point, God must have revealed to Moses, like, you are going to be the liberator of your people. Because he walked in faith. He went down. He saw his people getting mistreated by, any, by some of the Egyptian guards. And what did he do? He killed one of them. Okay? He defended 
these slaves because these were his people, the people of God, and he killed them. Once he decided to do that, he had already sealed his fate. He had already determined, you know what, I'm leaving this life behind and I'm moving forward to what God has for me. A lot of times we, we sit here and we think, okay, you know what, it, it, it's, it's just, I'm just getting high once in a while because it feels good, right? Most of the things that you, that a lot of this generation struggles with, the temporary sins, is just that they're temporary moments of pleasure. They're fleeting. They're very short moments. And then when you walk away from it, you're still left with that same emptiness. Um, one of the things that um, I want to bring up is King David. Now, if you know about King David, you know that he was a man after God's heart, right? But for a, mom for a moment, he decided to take his eyes off of that. And I don't think he really realized how much the temporary pleasures cost him when he decided to lay with Bathsheba. Now, I don't know if you know the story, but David's on the roof. He sees her. She's married. He wants her. He lays with her. Because of that moment, so many other things happened in his life because of that. His sin caused him to become a murderer because he killed her husband. The child that he had had with Bathsheba ended up dying. And he had a child, another child of his that was totally in rebellion against him, all because of that temporary pleasure, all because of that, that fleeting moment that he thought this is going to be worth it, and in the end it wasn't. And I just think about, you know, how many times I've talked to some of the youth, and there's, there's these things that they, you guys just can't let go of. They're temporary things that you're so afraid to let go of. And, you know, some of you may, may think, okay, you know, it's not even major. It's not even major, but you know what? Are you going to be courageous and come up to the stage when it's time to, you know, come up to the altar when it's prayer time? Or are you going to be so worried about what someone else thinks about you? Are you going to walk in courageous faith when it's time to let go of those friends that are leading you in the wrong direction? Are you going to walk in courageous faith and say, you know what? What this world has for me is no comparison to what God has for me. Because the eternal is, is so much better than the temporary. The things you see on earth, they're, they're gone. They're here and gone. But God has something greater. And because Moses knew God had something greater for him in his life, he decided to let everything go and move forward and trust God. He moved in courage and he trusted God. And because of that, God used him in so many mighty ways. Not once was he fleeting. Not once did he give up. He trusted God even when he was facing um, the king's magicians and things like that. And, and they were showing him the same things that God was telling him to do. He still trusted God. He still walked in obedience. And he still practiced faith in those things. Today we face temporary pleasures that end up leading to long-term things that we never think about, you know, like teen pregnancy. It's just sex, right? I can do it. It feels good. And then someone ends, ends up pregnant. And then we face the, the, the next step to that, which is what? Abortion, right? I'm too young. I can't do this. So that fleeting moment ends up costing you something for the rest of your life, whether it's um, condemnation, whether it's dealing with um, gangs, drugs, all of those things, all those things that are temporary. God is saying today to you, are you willing to walk in courageous faith and give those things up? Are any of those things worth eternity? I want to read um, verse, let me see, Hebrews 11, verse 29 real quick. It says, by faith the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but the Egyptians tried to do so and they were drowned. Moses Moses, who was raised in the Egyptian ways and had all these things going for him, gave up everything so that he could be used like this by God. He was a liberator, a lawgiver, and he was a leader, and he was used in such a mighty way by God. Now, that, that, today you might be like, well, that's not easy. It's not easy to give those things up, right? It's not easy to give up my reputation or who people say that I am or how I look to other people. 
it's not easy to give those things up. But Moses gave up so much more than, I don't know about you guys, right? But I don't think anybody is in here is rich. Anybody has people that they command, right? But Moses gave it all up. And if he can do it, so can you. If God is right now pressing on your heart and there's something that you're dealing with in your life, there's something that you're holding on to, I'm going to encourage you to walk in courageous faith and let it go. Let God have it. Let God have control. Let him lead you. Let him use you in a mighty way so that he can do what he needs to do in your life. Are there things in your life right now that you're forfeiting, temporary things that you're forfeiting right now for... Um, instead of focusing on eternal rewards in your life right now. Some of those things can be relationship and riches of the world, you know. People think that if you have these things in the world, that that means something. People look at people with money, and we, we look at the society right now, and we look at people with money, and we look up to them, the rappers, the politicians, the, the people that are in, in movies right now. We look up to them, and I'm sure there are times when you think, like, man, I wish I could have what they have. I, I grew up like that. I grew up saying, man, you know, this person's got everything. I wish I had a little bit of what they had. I had a wish I had a little bit of fame. I wish I had a little bit of the glory that they have, right? But what do they really have in eternity? Think about people like, let's see, Robin Williams, right? Robin Williams, huge celebrity, right? Had everything. You would think because of the stardom, because of all the material things that he had, that he would be happy, but because he was so focused on the temporary, because he was so focused on what he can have in this life, he was so unhappy that it led him to suicide. Not all the, none of the riches in the world, even if you had them all, will ever compare to what God has for you in eternity. Um, if you guys can just stand right now. You know, the story of Moses, he could have really chosen the easy way out. He could have chose to stay where he was. He could have chose to hold on to prestige, and he could have chose to hold on to all the glory and all the riches that were afforded to him. He didn't do anything to get them. You know, he was just, he was just picked up by Pharaoh's daughter, and Pharaoh had, Pharaoh's daughter had, had mercy on him, and she felt sorry for him, so she decided to, to give him all of these things. He didn't have to do anything to earn them. He just freely received those things. And yet, he chose a life that was opposite of those things. He chose a life that served God. He, served a, he, he chose a life that um, allotted him to be used by God in so many ways. After he, left, um, after he left Pharaoh's palace, he ended up being a shepherd. This man who was honored by so many, this man who was looked at and looked up to because of the things that he had in this world, ended up caring for sheep. You know, he ended up being a nothing in, in what the world's terms would, uh, in what the world would call him, you know. He had nothing. He was nobody special to look at for the world, you know. But instead of choosing that life, he decided to choose one of humility that walks in courageous faith, guys. It's not impossible to walk in that faith. It's not impossible to do it. Here's the thing about God is that all you need to do is let him have control and he'll do the rest. So many times you're worried about where God's going to lead you. So many times you're worried about what's going to happen at the under, other end of it. But you don't have to worry about it. God is in control. If God is telling you to let something go today, let it go, trusting that he's got something better for you. Whether that be a friendship, a job, a relationship, family, whatever it is right now that's holding you back, that's holding you from being who God has called you to be, it's time to step forward and walk out in faith and be courageous. It 
takes someone of courage to do those things. It takes someone of courage to stand up and say, this world has nothing for me. I'm going to move and walk as God tells me to move and walk. A coward sits back and lets the world dictate to them who they're going to be and what makes them important and what makes them, uh, puts them on a pedestal or what makes them somebody. The world dictates dictate that to you. But God says, let me do those things for you. Let me use you in mighty ways. And he was used to free a people. He was used to perform miracles. He was used to part the Red Sea. He was used to bring the law to these people because he decided to let what the world deemed important and worthy and wealthy because he decided to let it go because there was something greater. There was something better for him at the other end. There was rewards for him that this world knew nothing of. What are you holding on to today? What is keeping you back? Is it a person? Is it a material item? Is it something that's stopping you? Anything that's stopping you from moving forward in your relationship with Jesus? I'm going to encourage you to walk today in faith and be courageous and let it go. Don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Don't worry about what's going to happen if you let that thing or that person or that situation go and if you let God control it. You don't have to worry about that because as you can see in Moses' life, he used him in a mighty way, much, much mightier than if he would have stayed in Egypt. If you're willing to walk in courageous faith, you can also be led by God in mighty ways. Father, I come before you, Lord, and I thank you, Lord God, because as your people, Lord God, we don't need to be afraid, Lord God, to move forward. We don't need to be afraid to trust you, Heavenly Father. Lord, we know, Lord God, that you've got our backs 100%, Father, that you are leading and guiding, Lord God, that wherever you lead, Lord God, you will provide, Heavenly Father. I pray tonight, Lord God, that as we open up the altars, Lord God, that these youth, Lord God, would walk in faith, Lord God, that they would be courageous, Lord God, that they would let things go, Lord God, that they would stop worrying, Lord God, about the, what, what the world tells them, Lord God, that they would stop being concerned, Heavenly Father, about how the world's going to label them, Lord God, that they would not be afraid, Lord, of going without, Heavenly Father, that they would walk in courage, Lord Jesus, that they would walk in faith, Heavenly Father, and that you would lead them and guide them, Lord. I pray, Lord God, for Moses is all over this place, Heavenly Father. I pray that you would raise them up, mighty men and women of God, Lord, who are used, Lord God, to part seas, Lord God, in the spiritual realm, Lord, that are used, Lord God, to wage war against the enemy because they are walking in this faith, Heavenly Father. I pray, Lord God, that they would trust you, knowing, Lord God, that you are true to your promises, Heavenly Father, that you will deliver them, Lord Jesus, that you will, Lord God, liberate them, Lord, from whatever is holding them back, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that you would just have your way, Lord Jesus. Have your way tonight, Lord God. Move in a mighty way, Lord God. Lord, that they would walk in courage, Lord Jesus. That they would walk in courage, that they would take steps of faith, Heavenly Father. Lord Jesus, touch them and have your way, Lord God. Have your way, Lord. Jesus. If you're dealing with anything right now, anything, Lord God, anything that's holding you back, anything that is causing there to be fear, if there's anything that's controlling you right now and, and keeping you from moving forward, whether it's a, a sin of the world, a temporary pleasure, whether it's what something that the world would call a treasure, and only you know what that is. A treasure can be anything. It may be a person. It may be an item. It may be an act. Whatever it is, if you're holding on to anything, I'm going to encourage you tonight to let it go, to, to leave it at the altar, to leave it at the feet of God, to walk in courage and walk in faith, and let God do the rest.
give some leaders to come up here and pray over these brothers and sisters. simple word tonight. It's a real simple word, yet it is so vital in this community. It is so vital in this culture. It is so vital in this world. See, because the trick is, if the enemy can get us to think about the temporary, we will be so quick to disregard the eternal. And see, we'll be quick to give up our souls thinking that we can gain the whole world but yet in the very end you lose your soul and we trade we make these stupid trades every day every day we make these trades whether it's with the opposite sex whether it's with the same sex whether it's drugs whether it's self-pleasure whatever it is we make these trades every day and what happens is that the enemy comes and he, he starts to talk to us and he starts to tempt us on real simple things. Things that we would think are just normal. Man, I want to be friends with the cool crew. I want to just do these basic things. I just want to have sex. It's only with one person. Right? I'm going to marry this person in the future anyway so I can have sex with them. And we start trading the truth for a lie. We start trading the riches of Jesus Christ for the riches of this world. And you know what happens in the end? We end up destroyed. Destroyed by the very gifts we thought came from the devil. But all along, all they were, were temporary gifts with strings attached to them. And in the end of that, there were bombs. 
And the moment at any given time the devil wanted to come and yank that string and pull that bomb, he blew us up. And it's like pulling the rug right from beneath us. And we're doing good. Everything is going good. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this sin and, and God hasn't killed me yet. You know, I'm still alive. I'm still waking up in the mornings, you know, and I'm still in the land of the living. So obviously God is okay with what I'm doing. And I'm telling you, God is not okay with sin. He is not okay with people turning his back, turning their back on him and following after the world. You see, these things come in subtle ways. It can be a job. It can be soccer practice. It can be football. It can be sports that you think really, well, it's not sin. I'm just, you know, I'm just not going to church anymore. I'm just not seeking God anymore. I just want to do sports. And it can come in something so subtle like that, so subtle like that. And the whole time the enemy has you in sports, you're a good team player, you're your wide receiver now, or, or you're the main dude that's kicking the ball on soccer, and, and you're doing all these other things. And the whole time when you look back, you don't even see God anymore. Not that God left you, but that you left God. You see, and that's how serious it is. This is the culture in which we live in. And the devil is running rampant to the unbelievers and those that he blind their eyes to commit sin. And I want to encourage you, whoever you are, to make sure you get prayer. Make sure you give it to God. Make sure that tonight you make a declaration and a choice to say, you know what? I'd rather follow God. I'd rather keep my eyes on God who is invisible than partake in the world and Pharaoh and Egyptians while my people are dying. Because that's what's happening in Chicago. People are dying. And God is looking for people who have a heart for him to say, hey, can I choose you? Can I use you as a representative to speak against this violent community, this violent city? Can I use you to be a light in your high school? Can I use you to open up a school club and say, you know what, as for me and the students in this school, I stand for Jesus. Can I use you to do these things? You may be the only Christian in your home. And God is saying, can I use you? Can I use you to be a light in your family? God, I'm only 13. My mom, I got to honor my mom and my dad. I got older brothers. No, God, is too much. And God is saying, it don't matter about your age. I'm God Almighty. I just need you to just be willing, and I'll do the rest. And see, we'd rather trade and put that on the back burner and say, God, I'd rather be with the cool people. I'd rather go to the party. I'd rather go do the things of the world. But tonight, you can make the right choice. You can make the right choice and simply say, God, look, whatever it takes, God, I don't care about these riches. I don't care about none of these things. God, I just want to follow you. I just want to follow you, God, because that's what Moses did. I remember there was a time I got saved when I was incarcerated. And I remember there was a time on there when there was guys that were getting beat up and their stuff was getting taken from them because there was a letter that was sent that were renegade and all this other you know, political gang stuff or whatever. And I remember that day God said, would you choose rather to get beaten with them or choose to just watch? And I said, God, whatever you want me to do. And I remember that day I jumped in there. It was the power of God. I jumped in there and I remember them beating me, beating me and beating the guys that I was with. And I was trying to cover these guys, you know, 
And I'm trying to talk and speak the Lord. And they didn't care. They kept beating. But the thing is, God did something amazing that day. And the thing is, he delivered those same people. And these other individuals began to see that there was something going on beyond their power and their control. Something that God was doing and something that God was showing them. And a lot of those individuals gave their life to Jesus Christ. See, it takes somebody that's willing to get beat up for Jesus Christ. Sometimes it just takes somebody to say, you know what, God, even if I got to be alone, I choose you, God. It'll take somebody to say, God, I don't care about money, riches, none of this temporary stuff. God, I want the eternal, and the eternal's found in you, Jesus. I want that. And God will begin to change whole communities, whole cities, whole nations with just one person. One per- he used Moses, one person, to go out and do mighty things in his name. He is the great I am. And the great I am, the reason why he gave himself that name is because he wanted to let the Egyptians know and the world know, I am who I am. And I'm greater than the gods you claim. I am everything. I am me, one. And see, God is saying the same thing tonight. I'm the great I am. Will you trust that? Would you trust me to save your life? Would you trust me to be a light in you in your school? Would you trust me? Would you trust me with your life? That is a question we all need to answer. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you, Lord God, for my wife. I thank you for the word that went through her, God. And I thank you for this youth here today, God, that has heard your word, God, that has heard your declaration, God. You have put the the line in the sand, God. And tonight you're saying, which side are you going to be on? Because anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world makes themselves an enemy of God. Will you choose to be an enemy of God or a friend of God? Because Jesus called his disciples friends because they knew the will of the master. Will you be a friend of God tonight or will you be his enemy? It is your choice. Father, I pray, God, that you would have your way in our lives, God. And Lord, that tonight, God, we would choose life. We would choose to be your friends. We would choose to be your bond servants, God. Servants who are willing to put ourselves under your mighty hand and say, God, use me. Lord, have your way, God. Raise up. Moses is in here, God. With courageous faith in the name of Jesus, God. Lord, people that would choose you rather than this world. Choose you rather than fame, God. Choose you, God, rather than riches, God. Choose you, God. The one who owns everything, God, have your way, Lord. We thank you, God. We praise you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And everybody says, amen and amen. Let's give it up for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Praise God, man. Tonight, we're going to do our breakout groups. We're going to be having uh, resistance to my left and ambassadors to my right. If you don't have a breakout group, please meet me in the middle, and we will hook you up. In these breakout groups, the purpose of them is to talk about what stops you from giving your life fully to Jesus. What is that thing that you choose every time before God? And to get prayer and personal fellowship in these circles. Amen.
<laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, guys, you guys got about two more minutes. Two more minutes. <laughs> All right, guys, if we can, uh, don't be scared. <laughs> you know what? Just that fast, Jesus Christ could have came back. And you would have either went to heaven or you would have got left behind, all right? But, yes, yeah, so if we can kick it off with you guys, is a chance. We'll start with this side first, and then we'll jump off to that side, all right? So let's kick off these chants. You guys know what I'm talking about. What? Yes, and then prayer, yeah. Always. Yes. <laughs> All right. No. But you guys, all right, they're going to kick it off. They're praying over there. They're praying. All right, amen, amen. Let's kick it off. I believe the ambassadors want to go first. They're trying to shut. What? What are y'all doing, man? Y'all need some order, man. Y'all want to go first, yo? All right, let's do this then. Let's do this. Let's just do it both at the same time and let's see who can do it the loudest, all right? One, two, three. <laughs> 
Let's go, both of y'all. They just had us a loss in that. All right, man, elevate. Elevate. Can I get the DJ to drop that beat? Come on with it. All right, we're going to go into a little circle right here. You guys know how we do. We're going to end as a family as always. Let's try to make a legit circle right here. Oval, whatever you, oval, oval. All right. Elevate. 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 What, what? That's what I'm talking about, man. Yes, God is good. Out of time. Yes, man. Praise God. Let's give it up for Jesus. You excited? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, man. So if you guys can just hold hands, right? Nobody's going to bite you. If they do, please pray for them, okay? But I just want to encourage you guys, you know, as the word of God went forward and as we guys were just talking about in you guys' uh, breakout groups, right? This week, and just even for the rest of your lives, our lives, right? Let's choose Jesus Christ. You know, the devil's going to come in a lot of fashions, in a lot of different ways, through a lot of pretty faces, a lot of handsome faces. The devil is a lie. But it's on us to be able to be willing to have that courageous faith to say, you know what? I'd rather choose Jesus than choose your little pretty face, all right? I'd rather choose Jesus than choose your little cute face, all right? I'd rather choose Jesus than, you know what I mean, than the hair, okay? Than the hair. I know. Right, but the thing is, right, the enemy is definitely going to come. He's going to come at your school. He's going to come in your community. He's going to come in all type of forms and shapes. And are you going to be ready to say, no, you know what, I, turn, I choose Jesus, I choose Jesus. He may, the enemy may even come, or matter of fact, it could be even God himself that will come and test you and see if you're willing or if you're really ready or if you're serious about giving your life to Jesus. And he may, came, he may come in a test. And at that moment in your high school, you may, be, you may be faced with a decision like, hey, they're stepping up for Satan. Am I going to step up for Jesus? And you may be the only one. You may be the minority in that bunch while everybody else is choosing homosexuality, while everybody else is choosing sin, while everybody else is choosing gangs, drugs, and violence. You may be the only one in your high school that needs to stand up for Jesus. Will you be ready? Let's get ready, all right? Praise God, man. I want to get a prayer warrior. Let's get like a Pentecostal prayer warrior. Matter of fact, I'm going to get Andrea. On, Andrea, right? Andrea, I did it right the first time? I said Andrew, right? I'm used to calling him Missy. That's what it is. Missy, all right? These are our new leaders right here that just joined Elevate, right? Let's give it up for them, right? That's what I'm talking about, man. Yes, man, all right? So we got, we got Missy right here, and we have Jovan, all right? They are leaders in, uh, uh, in, in Elevate. Don't be afraid, right? Don't let, you know, Bone Crusher right here intimidate. He will pray for you right? He will cast demons out of you. They're ready. They're a dynamic duo, all right? So uh, they're going to be part of our Elevate now from here on forward, and I'm just expecting to see mighty things coming from them in Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's give it up for Jesus. I'm going to have, uh, have Missy pray us out.
uh, prayer of, uh, of closure and departure. And uh, after that, man, we just continue to turn up for Jesus. Amen? Let's do it. Father God, we honor you. We thank you for um, our leader, Stephen Carmen. We thank you for Elevate. We thank you for all these young people present here today, God. We thank you, Father, that you love them, God, that um, you said your, your, your thoughts toward them outnumber the grains of sand. Um, Father, that you are concerned with the things that concern them, Father, and that you perfect that which concerns them. Father, we thank you for the word that went forth on tonight. I ask that it would uh, be implanted in your hearts, Father God, that it would take root, God, and produce fruit. Um, we thank you uh, for the Holy Spirit that rests with them. The, the word of God says enables them, God, to please you, God, that they don't have to to work on their own or think on their own to do what pleases you, God, but you enable us through the Holy Spirit um, to please you. And so, Father, we thank you for your power that rests on the inside of us, Father, that we experience uh, abundant life here um, while we're on earth and not waiting till we get to the other side. We thank you, Father, um, that you are equipping them to be men and women of God, um, even in their schools, at their jobs, um, on their sports teams. And um, so, Father, we ask that you continue to bless them, bless their families. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's give it up for Jesus. DJ, drop that beat, yo. You were taking off. Nothing here familiar. West up, it's the law. This a little doozy hit you right up in the jaw. Boom, bow, bang. Sugar in the raw. Right that I be coming to see it. I'm pulling up, I'm pulling up. Never a question on if I could be it. Honeycomb from the honey came. Nothing changed when the money came. Only funny thing is, no one said a thing about any of the growing pains. I'm malnourished, so it's time to feast. They always say you are what you eat, and I love the sweet taste of victory. You see, this is how my life's meant to be. Oh, they wanna know, they ask questions, but on the low. If I explain it, you still don't get it. That's not on me, that's on you though. So, already told you that. They just wanna know who's the coldest cat. Only one away like it's a cold sack. My man, I'll keep a couple with the old. I'm holding back the rough, we don't the tip for tap, the overdose, all I act, the holy ghost, the boon, the baptist, if you wanna what I honor, you were gonna buy the stench of your armor. Oof. Sugar in the raw, elevation high, low, you were taking off, nothing here familiar, west up, it's the law, this a little doozy, hit you right up in the jaw, boom, bow, bang. Sugar in the raw, elevation high, low, you were taking off, nothing here familiar, west up, it's the law, this a little Life to these dry bones. Hi. Manufactured, but it's feeling backwards because the music's never on an upslope. Biggest progress, but it's really nonsense. Reason why they feeling so stuck for. They can sell the records for what I the effort can't ever make it feel the necessary pressure. Measure up the greatness. Oh no. Dealing with all of the villainous venomous. Talk of the telling you know that they feeling this comfort the cane. And you know ain't no witness. It's sugar to raw. Sugar to raw. You can forget everything that you saw. You can forget everything that you brought to the party with you because you know we just offer the army of two or a million lies. Legion of demons, but Gideon's 300 army of soldiers are living it right. Looking down to the ingredients. Lines. Obedient, I'm to the tickety tight, takes away out the file and he deviant mind. Bye. Sugar in the raw, elevation high, low, you were taking off. Nothing here familiar, west up, it's the law. This a little doozy, hit you right up in the jaw. Boom, bow, bang. Sugar in the raw, elevation high, low, you were taking off. Nothing here familiar, west up, it's the law. This a little doozy, 
travel the road of espionage for my soul now i'm really trying to expose who in the world has been a culprit all of the cobras come out when it's time to open it now and i'm steady dealing with doubt like am i just a showman i want to show them to everyone who's not looking so they can avoid the shook and surprise that are coming home and i'm only been warming up this is not my final form until i start showing up entering the final four don't care about brackets though a triple threat is back by four the runner-up is done enough the number one is masterful blasphemy is last to me simply how it has to be to lay down a foundation for everyone coming after me nothing in life is handed not a reason to panic we don't have to remain a victim after become what i was I really wanna be petty and write a battle rap about a battle rapper. Come on. My crew told me not to do that, do that. And I don't wanna give attention to someone I don't deserve it. Why would I ever go do that, do that? Seize the day, ease the pain, change the way I see the day. Every day I gotta do that, do that. And if I have a moment to say something, I'll put in, I say something on me, but I do that, do that. Everything changed the day I met the big homies. Future shock, they put me on and never stopped praying for me. Now I finally grew up and they say that they proud of me. Cause the man that I'm becoming, not just cause the crowds love me. No more pillow talk, the paradigm's the fish out. The sample's not clear, so sue me, Eric Bischoff. It's a new world order, supporters who do adore us. I consider them to be friends, so I'm tearing down the borders. Between my platform and people that really be caring for us. They're early to the performance, I'm glad they they don't ignore us. They said that I'm charismatic. I'm glad they hold on my shoulders. The reason my hands are high is because they did most of it for us. I'm looking to know myself better than know if all he brought me through. Because of that, being a bitter rapper is an optional. There's so many other things I could rap about, I promise. But if I really had to be honest, I really want to be petty and write a battle rap about a battle rapper. My crew told me not to do that, do that. And I don't want to give attention to someone that don't deserve it. Why would I ever go do that, do that? Seize the day, ease the pain, change the way I see the day. Every day I gotta do that, do that. And if I have a moment to say something, I'll put in, I say something only, but I do that. Ain't ready for the switch up. 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 Ready for the switch up, ain't ready for the switch up, ain't ready for the switch up. I travel a long road, can't keep my arms full, dead on them strongholds, I'm on to it. Seeing the song told, speaking up on bold, selling my own soul, I won't do it. Bringing the opposition, I speak up, but I'ma listen. The people will see the vision, their own movement. I'm just a face to the piece of the puzzle to speak to the struggle that we can rebuttal 